Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Northfield Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of the program today. Listen, I want to say thanks to our friends at Outpost Coffee for providing us with incredible caffeinated beverages, great stocking stuffer, gift ideas for the holiday season. Check them out, outpostcoffeeco.com. Listen, I'm so excited today. Um, we have on the program today, I'm going to sit down and have a conversation with Michael Hugh. He is the lead missionary at Church Inside Out. He's the executive director for Mobile Mission Networks. Um, this guy has his hands in everything. I am so looking forward to this conversation and just pray that it encourages you and spurs you on for what's happening in the world today and just it challenges you to be more mission-minded, more focused on sharing the gospel with your neighbors, with those you work with, with those you interact with on a regular basis. I pray that just it, it just stirs your affections towards Jesus. So love y'all. Looking forward to this. Can't wait. Welcome to the Northfield Nation. Mike Lehu. How in the world are you, my friend? Man, doing great. Man, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Excited you're here with us. Um, so I just wanted to um, I've been following you online for quite a while and watching all the things that you're doing. And man, I'm just so encouraged by the, the mission and, and, and the, the gusto with which you're running after, um, the mission of the gospel. And so as we kick this thing off, I'd like for you just to give us a 30,000 foot view of who Mike is and how Jesus got a hold of you. Okay. Yeah, man. So, uh, married my wife, Sarah, we've been married 28 years, We've got six kids ranging from 25 all the way down to, to 10, nice. uh, grandbaby, um, may God capture my heart when I was 16. I grew up at a boy's home called, uh, Cal Farley's boys ranch in Amarillo, Texas. And man, he saved me. And it was not one of these, it's not one of these moments where you question or you forget or anything like that. It was like very defining, uh, the most defining moment in my life. Um, and God saved me. Uh, we were on a mission trip of all things. Yeah. Uh, back in the day when, um, choir tours were big, we were on a choir tour, Yep. went to this drug rehab center, man, and, uh, felt the, man, the presence of the Lord was, was there, um, was not, was, was lost, you know, um, but man, without a shadow of a doubt, God's presence was there. Um, and I remember sharing the, cause I knew all the answers. Sure. I remember gospel with one of the kids, one of the, one of the students there at the drug rehab center over my nice shiny Bible and uh, led them to the Lord. Um, and then that night, man, uh, we were going back to the ranch and God used scripture to convict me of my sin. Um, Roman, basically the Romans road. Yeah. And so I, man, I prayed there, um, prayed on that bus seat Man, God to change my life. And he did. And the, oh. man, I remember the first thing he did, the first thing that Lord called me to do was to, I shared the gospel with a truck driver. I mean, that, that's how, <laughs> man, there's a question. There's there. That's how real it was is I, I knew that I belonged to the Lord and I, I was an ambassador. Come on. So, so yeah, so that's the rest is history, man. God has just uh, changed my life. That's what, man, I love that. So, okay. Give us a rundown. What is it you're doing? So according to the the biography that I have in front of me, you're, you're the lead missionary at Church Inside Out, and you're the executive director for Mobile Mission Network. So I want you just to talk about those two things and how they play into your life and to sharing the gospel and what that looks like for you. Okay. Yeah. So I've, I've been ministry 30 years, primarily a youth pastor, families pastor for most of those years. 
Um, and in uh, about six, well, about 10 years ago, um, wanted to get our kids and our students outside the walls of the church. And so we, uh, if you're familiar with Mission Arlington, they were instrumental in us doing that. Is uh, the Lord impressed my heart one day after we'd gotten back from a great trip to Mission Arlington? Hey, why, why are you going to Arlington, Texas, when there's people right down the street that need right. Jesus? Right. So, uh, so that started. Hey, let's let's Sunday night. So let's get our our students out and uh, share the gospel. And so that man, um, course of things, word of mouth. Hey, can y'all come and do this in our community? Sure. And um, so we, our, our our students and our kids got an opportunity to major in youth ministry, children's ministry, church planning, which was our mobile home parks. Yeah. And so, kind of expanded it from there and. So 2015, we officially started Mobile Missions Network. And at that point in time, we really didn't even know what we were doing. We just thought, hey, we've got to go to people that aren't coming to our church. Yeah. And if there's nobody else that's going to do that, we're going to go do that. And we're going to use at that time kids and students to do that. And so that was 2015. And again, just blindly, not, not blindly following the Lord, but man, we just obey what he said to do. Well, sure. And and God just man, paved the way for for um, that to happen. I, I kind of think of us as kind of John the Baptist type ministry is we prepare the way of the Lord is we're, we're going to go into a place and we're going to take all the obstacles down for the gospel to be presented. Um, and so then um, 2017, you know, kind of hit a lid at our church was like, man, God is doing something here. And so that's when we stepped out of our church um, where we had been there 14 years, loved it. And we um, started Church Inside Out. And again, that was one of those step of faith things. I like, there's no way I can do this. Yeah. So, um, uh, so we always say, if, when you, if you start with missions, you're going to get a church. Yeah. And if you, if you start with the church, you may or may not get missions. And so one thing we wanted to make sure is that the church was going to, to, to advance sure. in the, in the be planted so so it, i always say mobile mission network and church inside out is uh, uh one coin with two different sides evangelism and discipleship and missions nice so yeah so it's, it's I, so i'm friends with jared jackson as well and i know he's he's a brother that works alongside you as well tell me about the house church setup because this is I, I am so intrigued with the house church um thought process i i am i'm just in love with this that we that we create an environment, not just in a building, but in our own homes where we we have tables where we can have brothers and sisters sit around and worship the Lord in our houses. This, I mean, it sounds sort of kind of like it's in a, a book I read once. So I yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so when we started our church, we started with a house church, like man, I, I'll be honest. I got burned out with just doing church. I got burned okay. out with the, I call it the monster, you know, sure, sure. And you understand what I'm saying. And it's like, man, I, I, I'm going to die if I continue to go that route. Um, and so, so we, you know, we started with really just the intention of it. Let's just gather. And at first the name of our church was a gathering because we just wanted to gather. And sure. so we started in a home and we grew really quickly, like in a matter of months from zero to 90. Wow. And so, so we, we we our last church house we were in it was a night we fit 90 people in <laughs> wow that is wild yeah. and so so you do what you know to do well i guess we need to go to a school and do the service and all that stuff so we did that for about two years mm -hmm. and 
um, when COVID hit, that allowed us to reset a little bit. I'm like, man, again, I, I don't feel like I'm a, just a typical pastor. I, 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 I'm a, I'm a Paul, you know, I love to get things going and, and hand it off. And, but I'm like, this is not what God's called us to do. He's called us to empower ordinary people to be the church. And, uh, but can we go back and talk to our elders and our leadership and said, what do you guys think about going back to house church? And again, that was in the midst of COVID and yeah. thinking about in a matter of five to 10 years, are we going to be able to even gather in a large group gathering? Right. hundred yeah. percent uh, agree. 100%. Yeah. So there's probably 5% of me that are like, man, we need to prepare for the future. Come on. But there was, man, I've got guys in my church that are just bored silly because they've gone to Bible study after Bible study. And now they need to teach that to somebody else. Bro. Yes. Yeah. Yes. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So that, that was really the heart behind it is because I, mean, I just know when I got saved, my pastor gave me the opportunity, like six months after I got saved, he gave me the opportunity to preach. Mm. And, and man, I, I didn't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but that was such an instrumental, um, point in my life that really has made me who I am today. And so I'm like, man, there's guys in our church that are longing for something more than just sitting in a service or a Bible study. Let's, let's, let's empower them to do that. And so, yes. so we took our guys that were small group leaders and guys and just, man, I've trust you've done this for two years. What would you guys think about being our house church pastors? Nice. And, and again, at that time, we're like, man, we don't even know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's not like we had this plan other than scripture and acts. So, man, we were, we were naive to think, man, we could do this. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we did. And, and so here we are three years later and, you know, it's yeah. seven house. That's been pretty cool. I'm sorry. Did you say you said have seven house churches in? Seven house churches. Wow. That mm-hmm. is so cool. So it's just, I mean, I, I love this. I, in fact, I just was having a conversation with a, with a spiritual mentor of mine yesterday about, what we're doing is just we're 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 we have one guy that that studies all week, which is I'm I'm not saying we shouldn't. I think we should study. I think we as pastors should study and get ready. You know, Second Timothy two, right? Yeah. Right, study to show yourself approved. So I think that you should. But what we're doing is we're we're putting everything onto one guy and then saying, okay, come and consume. And I yeah. love this this model and this mindset of okay. I want to empower the people in the pew to actually go make disciples and do what God's called them to do, not just what God's called the pastor to do. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's so big. Yeah. And that that was because, again, going into pastoring, again, I'd always been the number two guy. I was the youth pastor, you know, and so I felt very comfortable in that role. But I said, Lord, I, I can't be that guy. Like, I mean... Uh, it's it's overwhelming, and that's when he brought me to Ephesians four eleven twelve. You're to equip people, the, the saints for the work of the ministry. Yes. But that was that was the permission the Lord gave me. God, Mike, you don't you don't have to be like everybody else. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. This is this is what I've asked you to do is empower and equip. And so, where your weakness is, there's guys in your church that have that strength, mm-hmm. and so empower them. And then where your strength is and their weakness is, it's just, that's the way the body works. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a, I'm an evangelist missionary, um, first of all. And so my, my weakness is the shepherding teaching, yeah. but there's 
guys in my church who have that gift and and we've disabled them from the, the that, that whole idea of the priesthood of the believer. We, we we say that we believe that, but we don't operate like we believe oh. that in our church. Yeah. And so I'm like, and so that was like, the Lord just, Mikey, you don't, you don't have to be all of all of those things. This is who I've created you to be. And you're going to have guys who can do those things. So empower them. So that was, man, that was very, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. I love it. I mean, just, just that whole idea uh, of stepping in and doing what God's called to do. I, I'm, in fact, that's what, so I'm taking our folks through first and second Timothy right now. And, and we're in second Timothy and, and this idea in the text that talks about making sure to, to hand these off to, to, to brothers who can do what's necessary and, and to, to equip and wield the word like they should is, is so refreshing to hear because we do, we have created a monster. And it is this this monstrosity, and I, I don't want to knock the church because I I love the church. I'm a church I'm I'm a church guy. I love the church. I believe the church is the institution that God put together. So I'm not knocking it. I just think we're sometimes doing it a little, uh, you know, yeah, entertainment based. And I and I and I want to get in there where we're getting dirty, getting our hands dirty, sharing the gospel, seeing people come to come to faith in Christ and do something bigger than, than just show up on a Sunday morning. And I just think that that's what you're doing. And that's the reason I'm, I wanted you on the show just to talk about all of that. Yeah. So, um, okay, let's jump over. I, I want to, how can people find out more about you? We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about some other stuff, but I, how can people get in, in touch with you? How can they find more about you? Yeah. I mean, the best thing, I mean, I do a lot of stuff on Facebook. That's that's where I do a lot of my writing, a lot of my think my thinking. So that's a, a Facebook uh, email, Mike at mobilemissionsnetwork.com. Um, and, and, and I can shoot them my number, but we'd love to have a conversation. And, you know, because uh, there's there's just people that have invested in me. So a lot of these things aren't new to anything I've uncovered. But um, the beauty of the body of Christ is, um, you know, uh, the giftings and the sharing. And so. I've just had a lot of mentors that have poured into me um, where we are today. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so what do you, what do you think that if you could sit in a room with a, a group of pastors and, and they, 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 you're, you're, you're poised to speak on what the church needs, what would you say? I, I would say if we as the church and our, and our buildings don't become mission centers, we're going to die. Um, and what I'm, what I mean by that is that we have to be for the city that God has called us to Yeah, goes back to Jeremiah 29, seven, you know, the whole, the whole chapter, chapter 29, Jeremiah 29. And in that is the, the, you know, you guys know, this is we live in a post con post-Christian context. Mm -hmm. And, um, it used to be that the church was the center of the community, just no longer that. Oh and, yeah. And um, I mean, everybody has everything at their disposal, podcasts, preachers. And I mean, I, I, me personally, I can't compete with that. Now, God can. <laughs> right. You right. know, but I, if I, if I want to see people come to know Christ, I have to be for the city and that we have to be a place where people are, are known and they're cared for and they'll hear the gospel. And so I always say, the discipleship process actually happens well before they ever enter these doors mm. is a lot of the discipleship happens around the dinner table. Come on. Is, yes. And, and the, I always may sound bad, but I tell people the first place 
the first place you shouldn't invite people to is church. <laughs> um, I agree. You know, the first place is, is around your dinner table is because, and there's just something about having a cup in your hand, you're talking and all of our house churches have that element is we, we eat together every week. Um, and there's just something about having a natural conversation out of the realm of a sermon that just makes it real and, and life giving. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I talk a lot to smaller churches and they're just hoping, man, if I've got great band, if I got great music and I got a great sermon, man, it's going to knock it out of the park. And I'm like, man, we, if we were in church centric, centric, uh, society, yes, that would have worked. But, um, what is it? The Bible, the Bible says they'll know us, uh, if we're his disciples and Christians by our love for one another. And so if we, if we don't like exemplify that, then it's going to be hard for people to want what we, we, we got to give them what we have. And sure. so, sure. and it's not, it's not a um, watering the gospel down or anything like that, but, um, our, our churches need to be open 24 seven for our community. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I mean, I think it's just one of those things where we, we, we've gotten to the point where things that worked, like I grew up in the, in Christian nineties stuff, you know, I was, I was, a, I was a kid in the nineties. And so that, I mean, it was still very church was still sort of the center point of things that happened all through the nineties. And it, there was this shift and maybe social media had something to do with it. I don't know, but I'm not that guy that wants to say, Oh, social media is the devil. I'm not that guy, but yeah. I, I, I think it's a great tool, but I, I think we have left the idea of the church being the center of the community. I mean, like we were just having this conversation, um, last night with a couple of people in my church, uh, we're just struggling with the idea that so many Christian parents still have their kids shoved in on sports on Wednesday nights and church, you know, there were historically church nights. So it was like, we've got to figure out a way to, to reach into that context and, and, and give them hope, give them something that, that is more than just, um, you know, a, a sermon on a Sunday. And so we've got to, we got to do something that we got to do life with these people. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's that's a huge thing that that needs to take place. Um, what what's been one of the most difficult things for you in this transition and doing doing the mobile mission, doing the house churches? What's been one of the most difficult things and how have you overcome that? Oh, goodness. Um, man, I, I would say that God has given us a greater vision than our resources can handle. <laughs> okay yeah i mean just be honest is no, that's true I, I feel it you know um it, which which is a great place to be you know when we started this ministry um you know the the idea of fundraising or anything like that just that's just not me and um so the lord had me read um george Mueller's biography and he said mike this is the way you're going to operate is you you need to trust me you know um and so so, we, and I can honestly say we, we've done that for the best we know. And God's, you know, and one thing we pray is God give us our daily bread. Cool. You know, uh, not, you know, we can't live on yesterday's manna, um, but but today. And so, um, but in, in that, it's caused us to wrestle with the Lord. Hmm. And um, on our board, our staff meeting board is, we talked about this yesterday, is God, thank you for the struggle. Thank you that we have to pray for things. You know, thank you that we we have to wrestle with things, things because if not, man, 
um, I just know how prideful I can get. Amen. You know, me too. So I'm thankful for that struggle that we have. So um, it's kind of a, a, a blessing, but it's also like, man, what's going to happen tomorrow? But again, it, it just goes back to if we had every resource under the sun at our disposal, we would not be good stewards of that. Cool. And so the wrestling is really good for us. Amen. Yeah, I, I, that's one of those things that I have often thought about is, is, you know, if God gave us everything we thought we wanted, it'd blow yeah. up on our face. Yeah. And if we did, and it would end, we'd end up messing it up somehow. And so that this is the idea of, you know, that I love that, that give us this day, our daily bread, like God, today is the day. I, I don't know what the next step is, but I know you do help me to take that next step and be obedient to where I need to be and, and do what I need to do. Man, that's, that is, it's refreshing to hear because there's, you know, everybody wants to try to build because we see the cool big mega churches and we see the big celebrity preachers and sometimes that can be a trap and yeah. I, I, don't, I don't always think that you know mega churches are bad but sometimes they can be right and so they have these these weird things that can take place and so um to see that you're like looking for ways to keep it small and, and yeah. that you're you're dividing it up saying okay i'm gonna have this guy teach here you're not you're not trying to build your own platform where you're saying hey come look at me it's hey come look at jesus come look at what christ has done in our group and how he's molding and shaping not just me but everybody how he's transforming our our hearts our minds and our lives and stirring our affections towards him so i just yeah. it just it does my heart good as a pastor in fact I, after we get done with this podcast i'm gonna call you and we're gonna i want to work out a time for us to to set something up for you to come to our church to help us just see that vision because i think what you're doing is fantastic so um you got huge plans for the holiday we got a couple minutes here left huge plans for the holidays man we we kind of um take a step back uh, a little bit we are so going from january through november uh you know just going and going we we intentionally take a step back um you know as a pastor for 30 years you know we I felt like I was always celebrating Christmas for other people. Right. You know, and, and so I never felt like I got to celebrate Christmas with my family, you know? Um, and oh, so we, so when we started the church, we're like, man, mid December, we're, we're shutting down. Like, and we, we want to really um, reflect on what Christ has done for us, not just run through December and, Oh, I can't remember what we did. Right. So we, so we, man, we just, we kind of chill and, and, uh, as, as things are going to ramp up mid January and just really give our families a chance to just breathe, yep. reflect. Yeah, man, that's that, that is, oh man, that I, I am so glad this is, I, I, this is the providence of God, man. I just, I am refreshed just having this conversation and Jared's always said, boot dude, once you talk to him, you're just going to have your mind blown. And I, I kept, I was like, I know I need to get on this. I need to get him on the podcast. I need to have him come do this show. And we've been, I've been, I, we've been trying to get this together for good grief a yeah. year or more. And man, it, it is, I'm not kidding. I just, the, the 30 minutes that we've had this conversation, I am, man, I'm just excited to hear what you're doing. And I, I want to, so what I'm gonna, I'm putting the show notes how to get a hold of your uh, church if they, if somebody wants to support you if they want to give um, they can do that through through the, can they do it through your website I'm, I'm I think yeah, you can. yeah okay yeah. cool and I'll out. get below yeah. and, and have all that information below but man I am just I'm so grateful for your heart for the Lord and for the mission that you have um, 
just appreciate it. If you, you got any closing thoughts in the last couple minutes, man, just um, thanks for having me. And we appreciate you guys that are in the trenches. And that's the encouraging thing for me is that um, uh, what God has allowed us to do is be kingdom minded, not just church minded. And Amen. so we are, we are for the church, not just church inside out, not just mobile missions network, but we've been afforded the opportunity, man. How do we lock and link arms with other churches because there's things that you can you can show me and vice versa. And that's the beauty of the body of Christ. And so, right. again, again, just another opportunity for us to um, um, network. And so so thanks. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Hey, would you uh, dismiss us in prayer? Yeah. Yeah. Lord, Lord, thank you for today. God, thanks for Caleb. Lord, thank you for um, the work you're doing through him and, and uh, his church and through this podcast. And maybe there's somebody that's watching this, that maybe just uh, the weary. God, uh, I pray 1 Corinthians 15, 58, that they would stand firm, let nothing move them, always give themselves fully to the work of the Lord, knowing that what they do is not in vain. Yes. And I pray that today, God, we don't know what each of us endure on a daily basis. And so I just pray, God, there may be people that feel stuck, Lord, that they would know that you have given them an identity, that you've given them a purpose found in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And so we're grateful, Lord. And so I pray, God, that um, those that are watching this would be encouraged, God challenged, and Lord, maybe take their next step of, of obedience. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, brother, for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate you. Mm -hmm.